There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. What are you doing? Now, where are you going now? We're on air, Brittany. Oh. Like, we have a show we do Sorry. in here? Sorry, I thought we were... Thank you. See? I was ready for the throw. She was ready for the throw. Thank you. You want a Mento? Yep. I was sent a crate of Mentos. Honestly, they sent me a box. That's about as big as that screen, only about six inches deep. Wait. I have say, five, oh, do you want me to throw it to no, you? No, I want you to say the body of Christ. The body of Christ compels you? No, body of Christ, and I'll say. Amen. 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 If you, I remember from communion, you have to put the, your lead hand under it and you reach over. You grew up Catholic? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, super Catholic. I didn't know that. Oh, my mother's big time Catholic. I was confirmed in everything. My father was Baptist. That caused a lot of problems in our household, I'll tell you that. Being having an ardent Baptist and an ardent Catholic in the same house. Also, him being very mentally ill probably Well, didn't you know, other than that. <laughs> shook, shook the household up a teeny bit. He was. My father was nuts. <laughs> yeah. Right, but I, I think it was probably more that than it was the Baptist portion <clears throat> of it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Depends on the day. I don't know. I still I'll never forget. My mother was invited by her her uh, brother Ted. My uncle Ted. I loved my uncle Ted. He's a great guy. Unfortunately, no longer with us. But he joined some ultra religious group. Uh-huh. And he invited my mother, and she said, "No, no, I like the Catholic deal." And he goes, "Well, it is Catholic," but she said, "No, it's extreme Catholic." Yeah. Way I can't. Was, was it uh, Chaldean? Is that right? That sounds yeah, really familiar. Yeah, that's the like extreme. Oh, so that's what it was. Anything yes. you have the word extreme, I'm out. I'm, yeah. I'd... So my mother goes to finally he talks her into going to a Chaldean Catholic mass. Yeah. I was not there, but I heard from several people that were there with her that they started chirping about all this stuff about religion, and all of a sudden you heard right in the middle of it, my mother go. What the hell? <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, Toots. Toots said it was very specific Catholic. Yeah. Yes, they keep her right down the center. We'll be good to go. I like that. Uh, my grandma, Grandma Hagen, who sometimes listens. Uh, good morning, Grandma Hagen. She had a little a little table with the picture of the Pope where I had growing oh, up, yeah. for sure. And... Uh, yeah, it's fun. And the, the priest come and, comes and visits her at the house all the time because she doesn't go to church now. And it's like, it feels like something, you step back in time. Oh, oh Brittany, make sure you have coffee ready for when the, the priest right. gets, or when the father gets here. It's so wild to have him. And then my grandma sits with him and she, he gives her communion. And it's like, where are we right now? Right. Should I tell the story about when I was, what I think I was like one and a half, almost two. What were you? Were you saying something at that point? Maybe. Oh yeah, I I started talking when I was a little, a little past one o'clock, one o'clock or one year old or whatever the hell yeah, it yeah. was. We were living at twelve hundred Spruce Place, right two blocks from the Basilica. Mm-hmm. So the the Archbishop used to come to our house all the time when I was a little boy. That's an awesome place to live. Oh, it was phenomenal. I remember being a little kid. I just loved living there. Yeah. But then we went broke and we had to move. But anyway. There's that. Moving forward. Who doesn't? Apparently. (laughs) Now, I don't remember this, but my mother used to tell a story at least once a year or twice. The archbishop is at our house for dinner. The archbishop liked to drink. I will tell you that. I mean, you can only have so many vices. Let him have it. (laughs) Let him have one. My mother 
every chance she got to tell a new person the story, she said, yeah, Tommy, he's a real religious guy. Had the archbishop at our house for dinner one night. And yeah, so I was like, I think it was a year and a half, maybe a year and three quarters, something like that. Said, I walked up to the table and said, and I quote my mother, who was quoting me, Will you tell that son of a bitch to go home? I just shit my pants. What the <laughs> hell? What? There's no way. Oh, yeah. That is crazy. I, mean, I do believe that you must have been older than two. Yes. I don't think I, I But I you're probably still very young because, like. Probably two. Ethan, Ethan couldn't say that sentence. Right. Ethan's no. not coming up yet to the pastor dropping the F bomb. When the pastor is an archbishop, he's which a big is time huge. Bishop. And like the, if you're ranking, think of like. It's like Pope Archbishop? Think of like. Kind of. Pikachu Evolved. <laughs> Pikachu Evolved? Don't what the wink that? at me to go on with whatever horrible comparison that was. Raikou. Think the about only, that. The only person I know right now that, that was probably there is my sister Vicky. And I don't know if she's listening, but call in. Yeah, Vicky. No, my mother insisted that's exactly what I said to her. Oh, I believe that you said that. I think you were a little older <laughs> yeah, I think than I was two. Like two. I think you were yeah, at, at least, least like three or four. Oh, I was not four. I know that for sure. Okay, so like three. I'm not going to poop my pants when I'm four. I, I've pooped my pants in my 30s, so. <laughs> no, I wish I could go Oh, you're just too lazy to no, get up you, and drop a deuce? No. She just does it for recreation. Like, <laughs> exactly. Have you, have you guys as adults pooped your pants? No. Poop my pants. I have. No, that doesn't include like a moist, moist fart. I mean, a I, moist It depends moist how you want to live. <laughs> like, I would think farting enough to poop. I'm not going to live my life walking around with that. Like, that's uh, pooping my pants. Yeah, that's but true. I, I have full on. It's been a while, but you it's dropped, happened twice. Well, that's good to know. It's been a while since you dropped the deuce in her drawers. It's happened twice while running. Oh, yeah, that will happen. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a common occurrence. But and one, you run long distance. Yep. So. But one's kind of embarrassing because I was on a treadmill at a gym. So it wasn't like oh, I was out in the middle God. of it. Like, I could have gotten off, but I was like, I'm fine. And then I was like, I am not. Like, immediately stop. Immediately stop. I don't, <laughs> you weren't wearing white pants, were you? No, I've never worn white oh, pants a day in my life because of God. that fear. <laughs> that very fear. That very reason why. Oh, I understand. Believe me. Yeah. No, I had a football coach when I was in eight grade or I was probably like eight years old and I was at this football, Minnesota Vikings football camp and there was this coach there that he used to play in the NFL and he was telling us this story about playing in the NFL it was raining muddy all over the place he goes out there for his first punt return first play of the game and he had Chinese food before the game oh, uh-huh. no. and he said as he caught the ball he just felt Everything just released wow. inside of him. <laughs> oh. He was like, it's like I, got, I got tackled and just rolled in the mud to try to make sure nobody could tell. But I have pooped my pants recently. <laughs> you I had, have? Yeah, oh, no. I just How remembered. How did you forget? Oh, because, I mean, I had the norovirus oh, last yeah. year. Yep. And I was, like, living my life, and it happened. And I was like, I am unwell, and, like, ran away from Justin. Yeah. I'm unwell. Oh, so I'm unwell because I'm married to you? That's real nice. Yeah, well, I hope that's. I hope he also agreed I was unwell at the time. Well, I tried to talk him into it. Yeah, tried to talk him out of it. No. Tom just yells, I object at the wedding. He I- could, he, what if at Tom at my wedding, Tom just said, he, she, he could do better. I think I did do that, didn't yeah, I? You did. you did it quietly, though, so I appreciate it. No, no problem. We'll get that going. It was magnificent. Yeah. I'm just looking at the, the Star Tribune headlines this morning. Loons, lakes, and hot dish. State flag submissions say a lot about our identity as Minnesotans. Minnesotans don't have one identity. We have about three of them, don't we? No, but I like, I like when you look through the state flags, there is a fun vibe that we have. Like, we don't always take ourselves super seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some fun ones in there. And also, I think we do like a nice, clean aesthetic. We like simple. The only thing I will say is that, yeah, you're even keel and all that stuff, except for politics. Minnesota is one of the one of the biggest states for people getting very pissed off about your politics. So, I don't know why. It's so weird. I feel like we don't always <clears throat> hang out with the same circles. Because, like, I don't know most of my friends' even political views. That's amazing. 
Yeah. Because I get it all the time. Well, I suppose it, it, the KQ show got very political for a while. Maybe that's why. You're a little bit of a lightning bolt for... Oh, that was Dave And Hamilton. by that, I mean It was rod. his idea. It was not my idea. No, I meant to say you're a lightning rod for people saying their point of views to you. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it'd be like when you hear sports reporters or anchors... Everywhere they go, people come up to them and talk about sports. Yeah, I suppose that's true. So if your true. show is doing politics. That's true, yeah. Do you guys have that feeling? Like whenever I hang out, if I see Phil or Judd outside of the show, I have a strong urge to try to tell them everything I know about sports. Like I uh, have. I, I watched the Wild. I watched the Timberwolves <laughs> win. And hello. <laughs> Anthony Edwards is a player. He's, he's sure a, is. He's a player. Brittany's just sweating and shaking as she's pulling every reference she can think of. Yeah. Have, you, a- have you heard of uh, uh, LeBron James? <laughs> Mr. LeBron? Have you heard of it? Like, I feel a strong need to relate to them on that level. And they're humans with lives. And, like, they probably mm. want to talk to me about their dogs. But, like, I feel a strong urge to meet them where they're at and uh i kind of i think i i think i treat them like an object like a sports object well especially if you don't know them well at first oh this is the easiest thing because i know you know about this and you work in this industry so i can talk to you about it but once you get to know them you can branch out Brittany. it's okay to talk to judd do you feel that like when you hang out with viewers like you said judd and phil in the wild the need to talk to them about sports are you at a point where you feel like you can talk about anything no i pretend i don't see him and walk away (laughs) It's a good point. What? I didn't see anybody. Oh, no, my phone is I've ringing. I've never run into either one of them on the street. Never. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I don't run into anybody on the street. I sit at home and watch TV. I'm very boring. Yeah, but that's lovely. What's lovely? I love sitting home and watching TV. Not 13 hours in a row. Well, that's un, not okay. Like That's like me pooping my pants. You are unwell. Watching TV and pooping your pants is the same. Well, it's probably true, though. 13 hours? That, yeah. yeah, that's a whole day. <laughs> That is a whole day. No, I, I don't. I, the problem that I do have, because, again, I'm still trying to adjust to not getting up at 3.15 in the morning. My brain just will not get over the fact that I don't work at that shithole anymore. I think you're, I know you people have said this. I feel like you should get into pickleball. Oh, I know. I should. I, I actually like playing pickleball, too. Yeah. Not very well, good at it. You're about to go to Florida where you can play. My mom's going to play for like five hours today. Five hours? She plays for like two hours. Holy Anna. She'll play golf and pickleball for like two hours, and it's she's living all of our best lives. But I think you would really like it. Yeah, I I do like it. You can be very aggressive in pickleball, and it'd be a really great release for you. But you can't go in the kitchen. If it bounces in there, you can. Yeah, but if it bounces, it's always the back of the kitchen, isn't it? No, it's like a very small hit. It's it's usually... Oh, you just dink it over. That's a drop shot. Kind of. Don't ever say dink it over again. The term is dinking. Dink. Yeah, oh, is it is. Really it is yeah. dinking? Yeah, like yeah. literally it's dinking. Yeah, that's the term. What? Yeah. yeah. Me and AJ, we're I'm pickleheads. Yeah. No, Catherine loves to play pickleball. She's good at it, too. She's Well, she's long and lean. That's she, It's so unfair. You know, she's a really good athlete. Why don't I... You're going to hate this idea. Why don't I reserve a court <clears throat> at uh, my place and... Look at the tie. And we, me and Justin will play with you and Catherine. And I can be on Catherine's team and Justin can be on yours. In 2025. That'll be perfect. See, I know. Why don't you want I'm fun. People like me. They do? You know who? You know who eh. Like, if you say that, that's usually not the case. Like, that's a lot true. of people really enjoy me. I know. <laughs> Even while I was saying it, yeah, I had exactly. every insecurity am... of every interaction I've ever had. I go, I don't know. That person probably does. <laughs> no, we, should, we should probably do that. And then... Then we'll go have dinner afterward. That'd be super fun. But I'm going to try to make... You and Catherine set it up. I'm going to try to have make it happen before Thanksgiving. If not, we'll, we'll do it when you get back. Whatever. Well, I'll be coming and going. and I, You know, what the hell. It all works out in the end. I love it. The Eagles are at the XL Energy Center on their farewell tour on Saturday, November 18th. And you can see them with me and my suite. Catherine will be there, too. To enter, just go to Tom Bernard app or the website at TomBernardShow.com. Listen for your name to be announced each day at 8, 10, 9, 10, and 10, 10. Email us back by midnight at contest at TomBernardShow.com. And you win today's uh, qualifier name for the Eagles. See the Eagles with me in my suite is Renee Turgeon of Richfield. Renee Turgeon. Email us by midnight tonight at contest at TomBernardShow.com. Renee Turgeon of Richfield. Give us a buzz, let us know, and see us in the suite. Uh, it's coming up on November 18th at the XL Energy Center. Looking forward to it. That's going to be a great night. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it'll be a lot, a lot of fun. No yeah, I just got it. an email that they, we got a lot of people registering because 
How much fun would that be? Yeah, it's... Well, again, I still cannot believe, and thank you, ladies and gentlemen, I now have a, over 11,000 people wish me a happy birthday yesterday. That's amazing. I don't... I, that's wild. Just very sweet. Unrelatable. The one person who didn't call and wish me a happy birthday was Spencer Haywood, and I was deeply hurt. Come on, Spencer. Uh. What I, you know, Spencer? On, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? No, it was my, <laughs> Spencer, it was my birthday on Tuesday, and all these people just, they were so nice. 11,000 people wished me a happy birthday. I was overwhelmed by it. By that their, is awesome. Isn't that awesome. lovely? Oh, that's lovely. It is indeed. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Spencer talking about the NBA season. Discuss- oh, yeah, by the way, Spencer, this will be the only time I talk to you because the last nine minutes of the interview, Tevin will be talking to you because there is no bigger NBA fan in the world than Tevin. I don't know about that, but I'm definitely very excited to have Spencer on today. Well, anytime you get to talk with an NBA champion, it's uh, it's a good day. That's true. Thank you. Come on with us. Yes, let's talk. Uh, and T-Wolves are pretty dangerous these days. Uh-oh. Yeah, I was going to say, we're the best defensive team in the league, which is unusual to say for us, and it feels like all of the pieces are kind of coming together. We just beat Boston. We won last night against the Pelicans, who were pretty banged up. Do we have reason to get excited? Is Anthony Edwards good enough to help us make a playoff run? Oh, yes, but besides that, you got Rudy Gobert, you got oh, man, you got players, and you have good coaching, you got good fundamentals. As you said earlier, you're the number one team in defense. Now, the one number one team in defense always close to winning the big chip. So be careful because yeah. you got offense. So that team is a very dangerous team. Yeah, it feels like, well, I mean, obviously against Boston, Anthony Edwards kind of took over the entire game while Cat was in foul trouble. So it feels like no matter what, mm-hmm. even if we lose, obviously we don't want to lose Cat or anybody to injury, but it feels like we have enough pieces to kind of weather the course of a long season. So hopefully uh, they can live up to the hype and not let us down at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. they uh, You know, and when Anthony Edwards played in the Olympics, uh, the summer games, that improved his game tremendously. Being a former Olympian, uh, it's nothing like going and playing in the games for the summer. And I know he'll be back on the twenty year twenty fourth in uh, in Paris. Yeah, and and playing in the Olympics compared to the NBA, they always say it's a very different game. How big of an adjustment is it as somebody that's played in both leagues? Well, I mean, the Olympics, you, you, you're playing for the country, you're playing for the flag, you're playing for your team. So it's a, it's not that much different than an NBA team, but it is because you have the weight of that country on your shoulder. And everybody wants to knock USA out. So you got to come with it. You have to come with it. And you can't play around with with, with other countries you have to just come with we are the best athletes we're the best team we are basketball america you i love that i have that you have to have that theme and, and that's the difference in, in what you pick up from it because you're playing with all all-stars and so what you pick up every day in practice, you you have to go at it. And so you learn so much from that. And I watch him mature, uh, Edwards mature so strongly, and he ended up being the MVP of the of the games this year. Yeah, over with, what was it, the FIBA World Cup games, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's pre, pre-Olympics. Yeah, and then so kind of going through your bio, I never realized that you were one of the first, or well, the first person to come out of high school to the NBA. Correct? I had to go. No, through the, no, <laughs> no. I, I was because no. you went. You had like a Supreme Court. Because isn't it isn't it called the uh, the Spencer Haywood rule? I love Spencer Haywood. Spencer Haywood rule, but oh, so I assume that meant you were the first one. I am. I'm just playing. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, damn, that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> no, what happened was, I was uh, a freshman at Trinidad State Junior College when I went to the Olympics 
at age 19 and set all of the records in, in the Olympics. Then I came back to the University of Detroit where I was an All-American with Pete Maravich, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Calvin Murphy, Rick Mount, and myself. Yeah, did I say Pete Maravich? Yeah, 44 games. But anyway, uh, that was the All-American team. Then I went into the pros uh, with Denver. And then after that, I had one more year left on my eligibility because before I came along, you had to wait four years after your high school class had graduated before you could go enter into the NBA. And I sued the NBA for the rights to play, and the NBA sued me for breaking their bedrock principle, like Flintstones or something. But uh, <laughs> And so we sued each other all the way to the Supreme Court, and I won the case. And from the winning of that case, you got a, a Timberwolves team because all of your guys are under the Spencer Hayward rule. But one catch. After winning the case, the NBA and the NC2A has neglected to put my name on my rule. Oh, it's just God. called early entry. They call it one and done. They call it everything but the Spencer Haywood rule because you sued us all the way to the Supreme Court. Oh, God, <laughs> man. This is 1971. Chill out. <laughs> Everybody has grown from this uh, experience. And so it looks like they're getting ready to put it on. And then there's a movie of my life that's getting ready to come out pretty soon. And so it tells the story. I have a lot of support from all of the NBA players, the current and uh, a lot of the retired guys, Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley, Julius Irving. All the guys are coming to pay homage to this, this, this player that did all his things. Magic Johnson, uh, 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 my, Michael Jordan, Mr. Billionaire. <laughs> Mr. Billionaire, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Spencer, do you think I'm the only person still alive who knows who Lou Alcindor is? Who is Lou Alcindor? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys know who Lou Alcindor is? I mean, I know of the name, but I couldn't point Let's him out. You don't know who he is? Come on now. No, I know who he is. I'm aware, but I don't, I don't know his highlights or anything oh like that. It's so far Wait. before my time. I, oh, time MG. Out. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I'm a state. Is that not Kareem's original name? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's real name oh, is Duel Sender. Yeah, there yeah. we go. My goodness. I am an idiot. Now, Give me a heart my attack. My second order. point that I'd like to make, I am the only host of a morning show who ever got Spencer Haywood to do his impression of Michael Jackson. He went, he, he, he. <laughs> 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 well, you best. know, Michael Jackson, I, I spent time on, on the set when he was shooting this, um, this video. And my wife, my ex-wife was on the Iman, the model, the high fashion model. Sure. He was on that episode with Magic Johnson as one of the kings, and Eddie Murphy. Yeah. So I got a chance to hang out with Michael, and he was like, <laughs> Oh, my God. That, we only got one more minute with you. This is not fair, Spencer. Oh, no. Ten minutes is not enough. We got to laugh some more. There's no question about that. Well, we'll come back. Please come back as soon as you can, and I'll turn it back over to Tevin because he's got more questions, but he's only got like we'll, one or two more minutes. We'll just go with one more here for you. So obviously you played in an era that produced I mean, all of the greatest players of all time for the most part. Who was your matchup that you either looked forward to the least because he was a difficult guard, or who was the most challenging for you to match up against? Well, the two guys when I would play small forward that gave me trouble, uh, Julius Irvin and Rick Barry. Oh, yeah. Those were the two. And uh, that was, you know, running off of picks and going back and forth. And then when you, when you, when you play big forward, Dave DeBusher, you have, you know, Elvin Hayes, Wes Unsell, uh, a lot of the big guys, Maurice Lucas. Uh, it, was just, it, was just, it was some fine athletes and fine players in the league at that time. And it wasn't soft. It was like a real battle. You could, you know, and and the guy who was really tough as a as a big forward, you had him there in Philadelphia was George McGinnis. Oh yeah, yeah, he was tough. Yeah, 
Oh, my God. Spencer, this was not thinking long about enough. Those, thinking about those players, my, my body's aching. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer, you got to come back. You can just be the sports guy. We'll just have you on every morning due to sports. It'd be wonderful. <laughs> okay. You're wonderful. a good man, sir. Now, just one more time. Can you just do Michael one more time? <laughs> You're the best, sir. Thank you for your time this morning, Mr. Haywood. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Spencer Haywood, ladies and gentlemen, one of the greats of all time. God, he was funny. Just a great guy. Yeah. Do you think that I'm lucky I grew up where I did? Because most interviewers wouldn't even do something like that, I suppose. No. I mean, once he hits you with the hee-hee, you just yeah, you, Then without that, that was greatest. so all guys are fun. Off. He was just warm and funny and goofy. Mm-hmm. Nice man. Yeah. Unlike NBA players today. But anyway. It's not wrong. Um, God, they're... I mean, some. Some are fine. Your buddy. If any of them want to come on the show, water's warm. We'll have you another day when Tom's not here. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Actually, I have a a friend who used to play in the NBA. I'm not going to say his name, but he's a very good friend of mine. A very good player, too. Actually, I got a couple of friends that played in the NBA. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, no, and being... Because I don't think people realize how tall... NBA players oh, are. Oh, my God. Because Steph Curry, for example, who everyone goes, oh, he's such a cute little player. He was running around. And it's, <laughs> Steph Curry's like 6'5". I like, know. He's taller than oh, me. Oh, look at the little fella. Right. <laughs> Everybody like, else is 7'. They're all ginormous. I still, that what was his name again? Uh, uh, the guy who could stand flat-footed and grab the rim. Oh, he's 7'7". Seven seven. Oh, I mean, there's Sean Bradley, no, white him. guy. Yao Ming probably could do it. Wasn't Yao Ming either. He was he was a black Shaq, man in America today. Um, but I think he was from Doctor J probably. I think he was oh, from Africa. Manute Bowl. Manute Bowl. That's yeah. exactly who it was. Have you ever seen him do that? No, I've like, seen. What the hell? I've seen. There's a picture of like one he did for <laughs> um, the Sports Illustrated like, magazine or something. I yeah, got he, it. If you're that tall, <laughs> like, it's not as impressive than to do the things that everyone else is doing. Like that's crazy. What? What? It's not as impressive to do the height. Like it's not as impressive to dunk a basketball. No, but well, it's harder no, for them to yeah. do other yeah. things. Being um, that big and being that uh, mobile is tough. Is, are these pictures real of Manute Bowl? Yes. What? I don't have to look at them, but yeah, they definitely are real. It's What's he, he doing? Just living his life. I've never seen anyone like this photo alone. Him standing there with other people. I, look at that. He's standing yeah. there too. That's wild. Have you ever seen a picture of him driving his car? I've never seen him in my life, and I would remember. So you've never seen him driving his car? No, I'm no. Googling it. I will tell you, there should be a picture. He, they had to take the front seat out so he could sit in the back seat to drive his car. That's wild. <laughs> and it's so it's so tall that everything in your life is an inconvenience. Oh, I know. God. Like, you can't just go imagine? buy a bed that's big enough or pants that are big like you have to special order everything i'm I sure know. his feet are probably a size 27 we got like two rowboats on your feet yeah things would be huge you're essentially just taking like tarp canvas and turning it into pants never I'm, met him but i heard he was a great guy i'm just looking at so many things just him swimming it blows my mind like i don't know why the holy idea of- god look at that it's a loch ness monster <laughs> he does pool. he looks like the loch ness monster he could have to go like two paddles and then turn around and yeah. go back well, that's right now the player that everybody's freaking out about being so tall is uh, Victor Wembenyama for the San Antonio Spurs because he plays like a guard, but he's, I believe he's seven something. Look at his wingspan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This man. You know, I mean, look that looks that. edited. Those photos all look like I'm editing them. Yeah. Look at that. That's. And I believe he's only like 18, 19 years old, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Oh, geez. We got to take. Man, the show's flying by again. You know, that just means that Brittany's not annoying today, which is really good. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll just take it from the top. No, a great, uh, God, Spencer Haywood's such a good guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, isn't it nice to say somebody that famous, that successful, is that nice? Yeah. I just like that he gave us words of encouragement for the Wolves. And he did. It's yeah. not a, it's not, he this did. isn't a flash in the pan. We should actually be good. He said that what the team with the best defense usually is able to make a run at a championship. And yeah. I would not have anticipated uh, like two weeks ago that the Wolves would be in conversations for yeah. possibly be able to win anything. Yeah. So, it's all true. Look, wolf it up. What are you doing? I was being struck by the Timberwolves. Oh, they do they do that at the games? Oh I, yeah, they get the howl meter out. And they like, do. Yep. 
They really do oh, that. Oh, yeah. Those are the oh, biggest God. scams ever because there's, it's, like, you can be it's quiet a, and it's... Just, yeah. It, <laughs> it, <laughs> worried about the no, legitimacy well, no. of the I, meter. I do, this, I do the same thing because I'll watch it and it'll just go from green to yellow to red, back to green to yellow, whatever. It's the same animation every time, no oh, matter how it? loud you oh, are. So there's, it's yeah. not an actual live decibel reader. I'm but, like, you guys, come on. we got to get it to well, green. That's the thing. It, it <laughs> We're always, almost to red. It would always make me mad as a kid because, like, I'd be at the Wild Games. They're like, make some noise. And so everybody is cheering. And it's super loud in there, but then it's like, you're at green. <laughs> you, you gotta be louder. It's like, AJ, come on, guys. We can do it. So, do you guys vote on who to have on as guests? Did, did, you, did you run a by anybody? No, you no, Tevin, them? no just, Tevin does it all. Tevin just goes that with an iron fist. Yeah. yeah. He won't even never have any white people on? Yeah. Yeah. We're, I'm trying to turn, <laughs> goes, this, yes, I'm trying to turn this into the blackest <laughs> show in Minnesota. Yes. Congrats. <laughs> Look at this screen. We're no. close. Yep. Great, great guests. We'll start handing out like dashikis and African dresswear for you guys to come on the show. Thanks. Yeah. I got to start talking like this then. Yeah. <laughs> it is time to take a break. We'll be right back in a couple of seconds. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, I just said this the other night because Tuesday was my birthday. and I. Oh, that's right. And, Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Well, we all went out to the entire family, went out to eat, and I thanked everybody. You know, just, you know, I adore my wife, our kids, our grandkids, the family. It was wonderful. Met a bunch of really nice people at Campiello, which is closing, which pisses me off to no end. But um, same situation just now, Mike. You and I had a conversation. We, did, we agree on very little politically, but I love you. You've been a friend of mine for 40 years, and I hope that gave people an example that when it comes to politics, that's not why I love you. Right. It's got nothing to do no. with it. And I, by the way, I, I hate saying that word to you because it makes you very nervous. No. Well, obviously, we, we love each other after all these years. It's true. All and these we've, years. We've it's been great. in combat. We've been in serenity. Yep. And eventually, we just chose serenity. Serenity's a good thing, Mike. There's yeah. no question about it. I didn't grow up with serenity, so it takes me a, mm. takes me a while to get into that. That's why Mike and I love each other, because we both grew up not in serenity. No. <laughs> That's very true. No, mental illness affects more than one generation, too. Oh, God, mm. yes. There's no doubt about that. All right, Kristen Burt's going to join us, and I have to ask you a question. I've not seen the answer to this, so you and I will both be guessing. Hi, Kristen. Hi, good morning. You ready? Yes. Nobody else chirp here because chirp. Kristen, unless Kristen's, Kristen might have seen this already. I have not. Canadian mom shatters hospital record with huge baby. Dang. Now, I need to point out I weighed 11 pounds and was two feet tall when <gasps> I was born. That's insane. I have a friend, Mark Maros, who weighed 13 pounds and three ounces. Jesus. I don't know what the world record is, but this is a new hospital world record. Any guess? Question, though. Uh was this a record because the baby survived? Because there was small yeah, and large babies. that can happen. That's that true. Not, so does that? I don't know. It doesn't. Okay. So I haven't clicked on it yet. Okay. So Kristen, your guess. I know the answer. Oh, what? you do know the answer. Yeah. Wow. This. Yeah. This story was like a couple days ago. Oh, really? Because I just it just appeared on my deal just today. Yeah. Okay. I don't know so if it was like yesterday or the day before, but I know the answer, so I don't want to play. Okay. I still haven't seen it. So okay. who wants to guess? So 11 is pretty big. Seven is pretty average. I'm just throwing out information I know. I'm going to go mm, 21 pounds. No. Oh, oh, 21. <laughs> I was going to go 19. I kind of lean your way. I was going to go 19, but this is a, a record and this right. is news that like it's all over the place. I'm going to say 21 pounds. I have heard that there was a baby born, unfortunately, dead yeah. that weighed 24 pounds. Yeah. Jesus. I had heard about that. Now, you don't know if that's true or not. I think I, I was know. four when I weighed that. Yeah, much. really. <laughs> four years old. Yeah. You know, well, let me, before I give you the number, I must tell you that my friend Bobby Knotts, who, who unfortunately passed away many years ago, I love that guy. He was absolutely convinced until he was about 10 years old that when he was born, he was wearing a tuxedo. <laughs> and you can't talk him out of it. <laughs> he really thought, like, he had the top hat. I don't know if he had a cane or not, but. <laughs> Born That's to a the manor. fancy birth. Yeah. That's a very fancy birth. Okay, yeah. I'm going to scroll down. We're going to get the answer. So their guess pounds. is 20. You're going 20? I'm going to go 20 pounds. And you went how many? I went 21. You and went again, 21. I fought going 19 because I Andy? was like, this is a huge baby. I literally have no idea. 70. 70-pound baby, yes. Oh, go big boy. or go home. Okay, we're scrolling down, ladies and gentlemen. Shatters. Ooh, she's a very, very happy mom, I'll tell you. She's got a big smile on her face. 
probably to get rid of that load in her gut. That's now, where this, they keep him. It's not even that load big. In her gut. Does someone need to go back to sex ed? <laughs> That's right, where what do babies mean? come from, yeah. Kristen. A load in the gut. A load in the gut. <laughs> yep. Well, this baby's not even big. What, what is it? Late last month, Brittany Ayers welcomed her 14-pound, 8-ounce infant measuring precisely 21.6 inches at Cambridge Memorial Hospital in Ontario. She and her husband, Chance, named their fifth child Sonny, who is more than double the size of an average tot. No, it's not. Wait, so, like, sorry, 14? What? 15? average not, is about 7. Babies are not 11 inches long when they're born. I can't even remember. At some point, we know we know constantly, and then at some point, you just completely forget what Wait. those parameters oh, God. are. I missed the weight. How much did it weigh? 21 pounds. Oh, 14 pounds. 14 wow. pounds, 8 ounces. It's not that big. That's twice the size of Go-Go coming Wait, out. That's mm. the guy who doesn't give birth. A 14-pound baby. Well, I have a feeling she yeah. didn't really give birth so much either. They she cut it out. I'm yeah. sure they the cut that thing out. Yeah. But if we know that... Well, I don't think it's physically possible for them not to have. Well, I was born natural natural childbirth, and I was actually I was twenty three inches long, not twenty. She did have a cesarean. She okay, did. there you go. Yeah. But my mother didn't. She had had two prior births. Both of her children were like thirteen pounds. The first Jesus. two. Mm. That's a world. I I don't know if that's a world right. record. Are, well, didn't you say a hospital? Maybe it's just for that specific hospital. In Maybe it's just Canada. Or just Canada. It just yeah. says. Baby on record in 13 years, which is a really... Oh, and oh yeah, so it's in 13 years. years. So it's not all time. Okay. Biggest no. baby born at the hospital since 2010. But do they talk at all about the biggest baby ever born? Biggest baby ever born was born in Italy in 1955 and weighed 22 pounds, 8 ounces. There you go. Twenty-one. Wow. No, cool. listen, the Guinness Book of World Records listed at 22 pounds in 1879, and he died within 11 hours. Wow. Well, 1879, what were they using to weigh him? That's a good point. Mysticism. <laughs> Other boulders. <laughs> right. We know, know this boulder probably weighs approximately. The wearing like six-month-old clothes, so mm -hmm. that's a still a big baby. I mean, yeah. you're skipping if six months of clothing. If the picture, because yeah. they have, I don't know if they have stock photos or if it's a picture of the baby. That's a cute baby because it came out a toddler. Like that, babies a lot of time come out not looking real human-like. Baby came out old enough to vote. Yeah, the baby was like, I'm ready. Let's oh, do this. The 1879 one was kind of cheating, too, because the mother was 7 foot 11. What? So, I yeah, see. you expect a very large yes, baby a lot of when well, the mother's almost 8 11 woman? I think that gives yep, us some insight into uh, perhaps the overall fallacy of the... <laughs> I think it might yeah. not any of it be yeah, true. I mean, no credibility any, anyway, no. Yeah, that's a good point. I will, before we move on, point out that Sunny Ayers, a little baby that was born, they dressed it up as a pumpkin. Of course. Aww. Very cute. Very uh, cute. We got to acknowledge the way she's spelling Brittany. It's... This is wrong? It's insane. It's B-R-I-T-T-E-N-E-Y. Brittany. That's very Utah. That's insane right there. That's very Utah. I once met a Brittany who spells it like Martini, kind of. B-R-I-T-I-N-I, and I said, that's disgusting. It is disgusting. Thank you. Absolutely right. Oh, my buddy's here. London, London, London. heard your voice since she came in. London London was 75 pounds when she was born. Yeah, she looks it. When I adopted London, she was one pound and a quarter. Oh, oh my Whoa. God. Wow. That's a little she, little kitty. Yeah, she did not put on weight for a long time. And the doc, the vet was like, there's something wrong with her. And we did every test in the world, and she's just a runt. She's Nora's nine, nine pounds. She's six. This is it. Oh, wow. Six that's pounds. a that's a small cat. Who Hobbs, I think, Nora? capped out at like eight or nine. Our, my cat. <laughs> I, I thought... I thought you were debating getting a cat. You mean you're debating getting a second cat? Yeah. Oh, okay. We, I'm sorry. I thought you were. Not... Yeah, because I've I had Hobbs for like almost 18 years. Yeah. We got Nora <laughs> four years ago. All right, cool. I just didn't know Nora existed. Felt yep. I feel a little offended. It's fine. How's but... your cat, Britt? Kevin. Kevin's yep. great. Your uh, cat's name is Kevin. <laughs> Kevin the cat. Kevin oh the cat. Gosh. Hear me out. It had to be something with a k k k sound mm. because the cat always oh, goes. Oh sure, my, my people love that. Yeah, three Ks. There we go. Yeah, K K K. Say Kevin was spelled with a K. We're done, Brittany. I did not say you're out. I did not say Kevin was spelled with a K. Whole show canceled. It's spelled C K E V I M. Thank you. Um, 
But uh, I also didn't want to name it something that if we had a boy, like I didn't a name that like I might want to use because mm. somebody was like, you should name Oliver or all these cute names, and I go, no, 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 it has to be a name I know I would so never waste use. it on a cat. No, so it's Kevin, and he is such a Kevin. He just shows up, chills with me. Kevin's chill. We love him. What do I hear in my head every time somebody says the name Oliver? Uh, yes. For Oliver. our age, it would you probably be it. Oliver and Company. Nope, it was Stan Laurel. Ollie. <laughs> he always went, Ollie. Oliver's I go through the whole musical. I'm like, consider yourself. Oh, Oliver, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Oliver's a cute name. Oh, Oliver. Oliver is very Oliver cute. Became Ollie. Very I popular. love Ollie. Yep. Ollie's super cute. That's where, like, that's made it on our list before if, if Gogo was a boy. but It's also the name of the magic bum in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Of course it is. <laughs> Thanks. Wasn't there a, I knew that. A dog, uh, <laughs> a dog cartoon? That's what Andy was talking about, Oliver and Company. Oliver and Company, yeah. Yeah, there we go. There it, it, go. It's, it's basically, I think it's basically Oliver Twist, but yeah. it's animals. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I am looking at a uh, Kristen Burt, uh, it's not a photo, it's a, it's a screening. She's very, she has a smile on her face like, maybe SAG after it might be over. Is the, is it? Please it tell me. Is. It is. It's over. I know. We have it's a tentative over. agreement. And I will tell you, the mood in Los Angeles, I went to an event last night. It was, I mean, people were so excited. People were drinking time. cocktails yeah. and celebrating last night. Um, this is a tentative agreement. They have to go over all of, like, the legalese of it, and then they will recommend it for a vote. It's going to pass. Yes. I, I yes. really don't see it not passing. We um, and, and in terms of, like, network shows, they, the cast and crew has already received an email within moments of the strike ending saying we are eyeing like a November like 28th start or whatever. So people are looking to go back into production. The, the networks are trying as best as possible to salvage the second half of the TV season. Oh, they want to yeah. get 13 yeah. episodes ideally out. So if they can get everyone back to work either right before Thanksgiving or just after Thanksgiving, they should be able to crank out those episodes um, and then have a January debut for that mid-season aspect of the TV season. So uh, that's good news. In terms of like streamers, though, they're not as in as big a rush as the broadcast networks are because they don't have that that deadline of like we have to get all of our shows out by mm-hmm. May in yeah. order to qualify. So well, two things that I love about it is they were able to go back to work today, which is good. Or they, they will be able to. They back to work today, but they yep. will probably be starting within the next couple of weeks. Well, they told me it was today they could go back. You, Well, there's nothing to go back to just yet, if that makes sense. Did you destroy um, it personally? Yeah. I didn't. I personally destroyed it. No, right. because they have to get everyone scheduled back up. You've got to get wardrobe, hair, makeup. So it's going to be a couple of weeks, but we will see production begin on all those network shows in the next couple of weeks. And they are going to address the AI issue, I heard. They did, yes. Good, we good. got what we deserved because that last good. AI <laughs> delivery from the studio was crap. <laughs> well, I told you, I, I, I'm the first one that ever happened to that I know of. I'm Maybe it happened before me, but riding in a car one day, I heard a commercial that I did the voiceover for, and there was a line in it that I never said, but they had me saying it. That's wild. That was a little scary. I will tell you that. It's like, well, they don't need me anymore, I guess. Do you think it... Um the strike is resolved because I asked ChatGPT to make a list of... You did do that just I sent it off to Fran Drescher, our SAG after president, and she took in with her little stuffed animal, that's the little heart-shaped guy, mm-hmm. brought it in, and I'm pretty sure that's what ended it. Cool. And also, I would like to point out that I got laughed at yesterday when I politely asked Kristen to talk to whoever she needed to talk to to get this resolved, and then now magically it's resolved today. So thank you, Kristen, for putting in the legwork, and you're welcome. <laughs> Welcome everybody else for asking the tough You questions. also, um, before we, since we're going to talk about things that you have to, people have to apologize for, because you're asking, can you apologize oh. me for saying that Machine Gen- Gun oh, Kelly yeah. doesn't I, sound like Blink 182? Yep, his new stuff does sound a little mm. Blink 182 ish, so I do apologize, Brittany. I also yesterday said that we made it through 2008 recession, so <laughs> and that really wasn't that bad. I started watching a Bernie Madoff so documentary. Oh my god. If you would have mentioned that in front of Justin because he sold his house then, yeah. oh, he would yeah. oh, yeah. attack you. One of the opening scenes was. 
was somebody that was in, it was like 2009, and he yeah. was like, yeah, we, you know, it wasn't so bad losing the job, but losing the house, and he's just bawling. And I was like, okay, oh, maybe it wasn't that bad. Maybe so I apologize to everybody from 2008. <laughs> so how old were you in 2008? I was in 10th grade. Yeah, so yeah. of course you didn't. I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah. I still went to school. Didn't feel the pain. <laughs> Lunch we prices. had a writer's strike going on at the same time, so it was great. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys ever working, working at this point? Uh, always on strike. Well, Remember, this contract, by the way, for both the writers and the actors is only for three years. So oh, potentially geez. we will see <laughs> Here we go. Back in the situation. And and by the way, IATSE, which is the crew, their contract is up next summer as well. So oh. um, I know. But hopefully everyone can just realize that a six-month strike is never a great deal for why, anyone. Why don't they just start working on it now? Like, I, and I don't mean this in a mean way, but like, I, I'm sick of hearing about you guys not figuring it out. Can mm. we just have you guys start meeting at the table now for this three years when they have to figure it out again? I know. Like, what what are we missing? You know what I mean? Because it's always new technology that mm. is yeah, catching up. it's a lot more us. complicated now. Yeah. That's it's true. so much more complicated. And in three years, like, we'll be like, remember when we were just laughing about AI? And it'll be so many more layers to AI that we'll have to make sure are covered. Yeah. Well, they got to take it. I, why is everybody in America on strike? The auto workers are on strike. Sag and after is on strike. Everybody's on strike. What is that all about? Because the workers are not making a living wage and your C-suite executives are all making 50 million times that. Yeah, megacorps are pretty awful at the moment well, once again once again money destroys everything well we just talked about uh, the other day that um we work guy yeah got paid yes. 1.7 billion dollars to step down and then they kept him on 50 million dollars a year as a consultant <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of money that just gets thrown around it's in corporate america money right yeah it's crazy. Just in, like the an amount of money that you could like buy a state with and they're just throwing it around like it's nothing yeah i, I yeah i was at the grocery store the other day and uh, I noted that uh, that beef tenderloin is now fifty dollars a pound. Fifty dollars? Yeah, fifty dollars a pound. Really? Yeah, for the good stuff. Yeah, fifty dollars oh, a pound. God. And then and then I saw a sign that said that said uh, help wanted. We're we're hiring now. Fourteen dollars an hour. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just got to work four hours yeah, to buy four a hours steak. Yeah, beef tenderloin. Yeah. <laughs> Worked all day, but I could eat steak. Today. It's astonishing to me, like uh, what people are offering a per hour wage, just with the way prices are, even at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fourteen dollars an hour is something I earned, like when I was a kid. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. And th- I can't believe that they're saying, okay, adults, we want you to pay your rent or your mortgage, feed your kids, you know, get your health insurance. All on $14 an hour. That's impossible. It is. There's no question about it. Is it ever going to be resolved? Probably not. No. I, I mean. It's, too well, it ha- it, it's been the continuum for most of our lives. It has, yeah. It's true. All right. You have any, I've only, we only got a couple more minutes. you have any happy news other than the strike <laughs> is over? And, I don't well, know. yeah. I mean, the strike is over. This is good. We'll be, and I'll be, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be, jam-packed between like December, January, as everyone, red carpets, interviews will be happening. Hopefully this will help the box office quite a bit, which should also be good news. Yeah. It will be good news for the Marvels because they completely missed their window. They're opening on Friday, so they're probably bummed about the timing. But um, it's officially Christmas season. So if you look at the pitches in my inbox from pub- publicists, it's all like Eddie Murphy has a Christmas movie. Tim Allen's back with his Christmas series. It is oh, yeah, the, uh, Hallmark. Here's the Hallmark slate. Christmas officially began, I think, in mid-October this year. Yep, mm-hmm. we failed again. Again, it's absolutely. We tried true. to kill it, but it, we just couldn't do it. it. Won't. But I will say, Eddie Murphy's. I watched the trailer for it, Candy Cane Lane. It's going to be on Amazon Prime. It actually looks kind of cute. So. Really? Yeah. It's one of those, you know, where the the neighborhood um, has to goes crazy with decorating, um, and he kind of like sells his soul to an evil elf. <laughs> An evil and things elf. go awry. An evil elf, oh. and things go awry because he wants to win the contest. I just remember when when Christmas began, the day after Thanksgiving. That's yeah. That's what it used to be. And now it's the be. day after yeah. Halloween, July seventh. Yeah, you put all the Christmas decorations. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a lot of decorating, so it's nice to get the most out of it. 
Yeah, I already I started. I start decorating November first. Yeah, I, I started to put up my crash yesterday. Did you oh, okay. yesterday? Mm-hmm. I'm going to offend everybody in the neighborhood. I went to the Target over in St. Louis Park yesterday. There are plenty of Happy Hanukkah signs that are up. I'll tell you that. Really, yes. a lot of them over there. Also, a lot that that <clears throat> parking lot has the most uh, like cords for our uh, parking spots for electric, electric, cars electric cars than I've yeah. ever I seen in my life. They do. Yeah. Holy like every target, though. Yeah, but I just the St. Louis Park one just has an alarming amount. It's just... It's like more than anyone could possibly need. Yeah. Well, you know, right now there's a lot of vacancies. That's true. That's but true. There check, are. Check it out in a couple of years. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, with the electric cars is the amount of time you're in Target you're going to charge your battery like 5%. So not why even way, bother? Oh, Andy, not the way I do Target sometimes. Yeah, when I need a break and I'm like, I'm going to go run a Target, I just slowly walk around. You go to Starbucks first and get yes. your Starbies. Yes. I'm in and out. Sometimes go goes with me and we just both need a break. Sometimes I'm without her. You can see me roaming the Eden Prairie Target like I'm haunting the place. Yeah, for me, they don't even need to turn on in the heat because the trail of fire I leave... When I'm going so fast yes. oh, yeah. to get the hell out of there. My goal in going into Target is in and out yep. and as quick I as I used to be I'm that in there person. for five, ten minutes tops. I used to be that person, but now it's like the sometimes the release of the day of like nobody Well, needs sometimes anything. it is, yeah. Well, the problem is like I'll go into the CVS pharmacy there. Yeah. And uh, I've... It doesn't matter when I go. Yeah. It doesn't... Nothing matters. It's, if there's one person in front of me... It's a 10-minute wait. Oh, well, yep. uh, your insurance company doesn't seem to want to I pay know. for this. Oh, no. The other day, I woke three hours for something because it was claimed a controlled substance. Yeah. And I was oh, like, sure. yeah. okay, like I could go into detail, but it was not. I was just like, this is insane. No, everything's a controlled substance now. I was like, you're technically controlling every aspect of my life right now. Yeah, I was taking, um, what was it, gabapentin for a oh, while. Oh, gabapentin. <laughs> and it's, they act like you can make a nuclear bomb out of the stuff. And it's like, I don't know, I took it, it barely even affected me. It's like, how is this um, being treated the same as, you know, like fentanyl? Yeah, mine is an infertility drug. So if you're getting high yeah, off just of the infertility, like, what are you talking about? Well, they do like, the same- I just want to get pregnant, damn it. Just <laughs> knock me up so I can leave, well, They do the same thing with Pokemon cards, though. Like, you go to certain <laughs> targets. Interchangeable. They'll have Second signs. They'll today. have signs that are like, we do not sell Pokemon cards. We do not accept Pokemon card returns. Get the hell out of here with your Jesus. Pokemon cards. Please, oh, my God. shampoo's locked up. I know. Although, yes. oh, don't even get me started on if you need to shave your legs at any point. That's... <laughs> two-hour wait on that thing yeah. i just I, order from amazon i know it's not the best thing but i'm like i don't have time to like be dinging for the right dollar shave club that's what i do nice and chris is going back to entertainment so with now the strike is over there were a lot of shows that were waiting to release their new season until they could promote it so do you have is it still too early to know are they going to start rushing things back out on streaming right away for new seasons coming out uh, probably for the new year because now we're, we're literally in the holiday season and there's not always a big audience unless it's like a Netflix where they know they can release it over, say, Christmas, between mm-hmm. Christmas and New Year's and people will binge watch it. But those prestige shows, they're going to wait until the first of the year and like get together at like a proper press junket. Because remember, I haven't been able to interview anybody. We haven't been doing red carpets. Um, I think they're finally rescheduling last June's daytime Emmys for December 15th. So everything is going to be crazy for the first couple of months of just getting everyone like back, landing back on their feet and getting grounded. There you go. You just want to stay on for your show tomorrow now too, since it's so late. <laughs> I'm just going to take a nap. The co-workers are yap, 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 yap. You guys are unbelievable. Thank you. Take a gander at the clock. That's all I'm saying. Kristen, we will talk to you tomorrow. You bet. Thanks Have a good a one. We'll be right back for one more minute of content right after this. <laughs>